Hello, I'm John Deeks and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast and today something a little different. I'm joined by regular contributor, journalist, freelance writer and all-round good guy to Your Life Choices, Andrew Gagash. As part of the Your Life Choices editorial team, Andrew has developed a knowledge of retirement landscape, whether it be moving into or living in retirement, government entitlements and many other things as well. So I thought looking back at some of the stories that Andrew has contributed to, has in fact written, might be a good place to go, seeing as we're launching ourselves into 23. Some of the stories over the past 12 months that have really piqued the interest of the Your Life Choices members. Andrew, after that long intro, welcome. Thank you, John. Nice to have you here. So you, you are a journal, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. I'm a freelance writer and for the last 12 months I've been on the Your Life Choices team, uh, having been invited aboard by Janelle Ward, uh, one of our staff members here, or one of our editor- editors, I should say. Um, and it's been a real eye-opener for me. And I, as a late 50s person, I have learnt so much about retirement, heading into retirement, the health of people of our age, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's been a fascinating experience, and I'm learning more every day. Well, uh, you were dobbed in by Janelle, and she said, hey, Andrew's a good guy to talk to. Let's have a look at some of the, the stories that piqued the interest, and because it can be quantified as far as uh, the amount of people who have logged on to a particular story That's right, and looked yeah. at it. So some of the big ones from 22 included sex matters when it comes to survival rates in ICU, and we're not talking about having sex in ICU because that would just be wrong <laughs> in so many <laughs> ways, correct, but yes. we're talking about um, gender-specific. So... Tell me how you uh, found that the the wage gap between men and women was in front of mind for us for many decades, but research shows that many women are disadvantaged when it comes to intensive care. That's right. How how come? Well, that's something that they're still trying to work out. There was a study done just late last year by the Australian New Zealand Intensive Care Society uh, looking back through data from the last decade of all, all patients who had come into ICU with their various different ailments. And what they found was that women who came in with uh, cardiac arrest problems had a much lower survival rate than men. In fact, they were 50%, even more than 50% more likely to die. It's interesting you should say that because a previous partner of mine was involved in women's health, is involved in women's health, and women are more likely to suffer heart attacks than men. Yes. So Is the answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but why? why but but so, as, a, as a percentage of, of those visiting ICU, the the, the rate of women who don't survive is higher. But is it because um, of uh, the, the treatment or just well, because of... This is this is what they're trying to untangle at the moment. So what they've found is that as far as they know, this sort of study has never been done before. They just thought, let's wow. have a look to see whether there are any differences between the sexes when they go into ICU. They didn't just do cardiac arrest, they did other, other various diseases, respiratory diseases, but they found specifically with cardiac arrest and other heart problems or major heart problems that for some reason within a 30-day period, more women died by a significant amount than men. So as a, as a, as a percentage of the number of, of women and men who were there. Dr Lucy Modra from the Austin Health uh, Intensitives. Um, anyway, she's the intensive boss. She was the study's lead researcher and she said the big question we set out to answer was, does sex or gender matter when you're critically ill? And as you said, Andrew, they found out absolutely it does. It's just it a does. Uh, and they've got a couple of theories as to why, but basically now that they've identified this as an issue, the, the, the next step is to look at other studies as to, as to why that might be the case. One of the things they've found is that in general, if 
a disease is more prevalent in males, mm. then the female is more likely to die when going into ICU. But also the opposite is true. So if, if a male goes in with a disease that's normally associated with a woman, the male is more likely to die. So it could be that just there are nuances within the mm. of, of difference between the human, the female and male humans that they don't understand yet. In fact, one example of that is women can actually have blood vessels that are more difficult to graft, for example. Really? Um, there are technical and biological factors that make it harder to do the surgery for some reason. I don't know the, 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 the nuances and the details behind that, but that could be one contributing factor. We're still talking health, Andrew, and we're talking about RATS, the uh, rapid antigen tests. Uh, When was the last one you had? I had one a couple of months ago, fortunately uh, tested negative, and I've been lucky enough not to have contracted COVID as far as I know yet. What? Yes. uh, And they're they're talking about expanding the RATS, we'll call it, uh, to incorporate uh, looking for other problems. That's right. So... Coming into 2023, we might be looking at what I've jokingly referred to as four-legged rats, and I'm not talking about the ones that crawl around the back of your house perhaps, <laughs> but a rapid antigen tests that now not only test for COVID, yeah. but also for two different types of flu and something called RSV, which is respiratory syncytial virus, one of the more serious viruses that you can contract. All of them have similar symptoms, and now that Australians have sort of become a pre-au-fait with using rats for COVID, there are tests on the way which are currently being looked at by the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, which is the Australian government arm that looks at all new medications and says yes or no to them. So they've got a new rat test, which basically is the same thing, but four times over. So when you do your test, it'll it'll test for those four different things, the two different types of flu, RSV and COVID. And if you test positive to one or in any of the four, it'll, it'll tell you that. Can I get and my drum and start banging it for a moment? Yes. Uh, it made me so angry over the last couple of years, the way that the prices of those rats escalated and yes. de-escalated. But what a rip-off of our, especially our vulnerable Australians. Correct, yeah. When they go, oh, look, I can't afford it, so I won't do it. Okay, great. I mean, it should have been free, it for God's sake, yeah, or a like, dollar or something. For, for those... What do you think, Ian? Yes, getting a thumbs up there too. For those for whom money is an issue, and there are many out there, it can be the difference between saying, yeah, look, I'll test it, or no, I'll just yeah, risk it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Uh, so, so anyway, I, I hope that when this new test is available, uh, there is... Uh, well, at this stage, we don't know. Firstly, it hasn't been approved yet, but if it does get approved and it has been approved in uh, Europe, uh, it is selling over there for roughly the $10 mark. What Australia decides to do uh, is a matter of conjecture and we don't know yet. Right, my um, drum is not being put away. I'm just going to put it, park it over <laughs> yes. in the corner for a moment. Oh, no, don't worry. I have the same drum. So, Andrew, would the test be... Uh, a chance to delineate between whatever you might have, or is it just like you're crook, crook mate, go to no, the doctor, it's, or you're crook lady. It's actually got one of them, and this is this is partly what, what's going to be good about it is that it will tell you which of the four you have, and if you have more than one, uh, it'll tell you that as well. And that, in theory, should inform the way uh, you get treated. One of the things that will make it a success, according to the pharmacy guild, is if. Pharmacies are allowed to see your positive test, depending on whether it's RSV or uh, COVID or the flu, and give you a treatment straight away rather than a patient having to test positive, then try and get an appointment with the GP and wait five days, by which time it won't be any use anyway. So uh, the, the key to the success of this, according to the Pharmacy Guild, is to make sure that pharmacies and, and pharmacists can act on the results. 
As always, the Your Life Choices website will update our members with latest developments as far as that's concerned? That's right. Um, head on to the uh, Your Life Choices website and uh, the latest health news is always there. Quite often it's been written by me, but uh, plenty of other good writers there too, keeping us up to date. So uh, as soon as the government announces the availability of these rat tests or any other health news, uh, you'll certainly know through the uh, Your Life Choices website. Andrew Gagash is our special guest today and it's great to have you here. And who better to write about health than someone who's never had COVID <laughs> and is incredibly fit and strong looking and you love your footy, mate. And you've uh, written a book, but I'm going to get to that in a moment. But I was just talking to Janelle, the yep. editor boss here at uh, Your Life Choices, talking about an app you mentioned to her that at the supermarket you can find anything you want. Like are you looking for couscous? There's an app for that. That's right. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> expand. I'm always looking for any little advantage I can can get when I'm shopping. And uh, last, well, during COVID, my son being the more technical one out of my family, he got they us always on. Are. Yes, that's right. He got us onto uh, uh, shopping online using the Woolworths app. And then when COVID sort of, not that it's died away, but when the, the uh, uh, restrictions eased, I decided I'd like to go back to shopping in store. And my son said, I'll do the shopping list for you on the app and it'll tell you where to go and get them. So if I want couscous, I tell the app which store I'm at. So if I'm at Woolworths Ivanhoe, for example, I will go in there and it will tell me that couscous is in aisle nine or aisle seven. Get out of here. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it will tell you the price. Uh, and whether it's on special and those sorts of things. Is it a free app? Yeah, it's absolutely free. What's it called, man? It's just called the Woolworths app, I think. Uh, And Coles Coles does a a similar thing, so it's not limited to... I go to to Aldi a lot. Do they have one too? Aldi, I don't believe, do have one at the moment, Ah. so sorry about that. No, no, that's that's all Um, right. But, but yeah, for Coles and Woolies, it's it's really useful, especially if you're going to a, a supermarket that you don't normally go to, not your regular one, or if you're looking for something that you don't normally buy. So. Well, a lot of our members, of course, are looking for a – we all are looking for a bargain. Does it sort of say if it's uh, yes, reduced yeah, in price? Yes, it clearly marks uh, – it clearly lists which which are, which items are reduced in price. Wow. Uh, so even as you're doing your shopping list, you can say, oh, I can see that cornflakes this week are not on special. I'll leave it off. Okay. Uh, so that's a Coles and Woolies app, certainly one yep. to be looked at. And and the Coles, the, the Coles ones you can – you can tick it off and it will tell you what your current total is as you're shopping and that sort of thing. So you can even get an idea of how much you've spent and say, and if you have to say, I better stop there, you can. I mentioned you're a contributing editor to uh, Your Life Choices. You're a freelance writer. You're also a journalist and novelist now. You've written a book, tell uh, me. Not a novelist. This this book is, uh, in fact, about the history of footy jumpers in uh, Australia, not just AFL. Well, ones. now, my, I, uh, my partner is a port... Adelaide supporter. Ah, okay. Talk to her about Collingwood and talk about, uh, you know, and, and and I just sit back and watch the flames. Yes. Well, you are a Collingwood person, are you not? I am. Yeah. So that, that's, a, that's a whole... Eddie st- Maguire stole our jumper. Yeah. Um, I'm with Port. We on, were there first. I'm with Port on this one. Oh, Prison bars should be allowed. Okay, um, great. We'll get the book now. But, but um, one of the, uh, my co-author, a gentleman by the name of Tim Rath, he has a little business called Sporting Nation which sells... Um, uh, tea Sporting towel. Nation is not a little business. Isn't Sporting Nation a gigantic no, no. multi-com, you know? Uh, not this one. Oh, okay. It, this is a, a small, a, a local version of Sporting Nation. Right, right. But what he does is that he sells uh, 
things like tea towels and mugs and plates, greeting cards with yeah. images of vintage sporting equipment on it. Really? So really old cricket bats. Tim has a collection of cricket bats that you would not believe, at least 100 I'm sure. Football jumpers and tennis rackets, old wooden tennis rackets, those sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, fantastic. And um, he and I got chatting. I'm a, I'm a good friend of his and uh, we said there's probably a book in talking about footy jumpers. There are so many of them. And I'm not just talking about AFL ones and even the ones from South Australia or Western Australia. We actually went across the whole country. We looked at local leagues. We went down to Tassie and we found some of the most amazing football jumpers from 100 years ago, 50 years ago. And sort of so we were able to chart the evolution of the jumper and also how various clubs came to have different colours and those sorts of things, which is the most common design. Turns out to be Richmond, the uh, black with the yellow sash. Okay. And it was just a fascinating experience. What was one of the most unusual designs? Uh, That's a good question. And, of course, they've changed over the years. So the original, like the original Melbourne club in Melbourne, I think is the oldest football club. That's right. 1858 was founded. AFL or VFL. That's right, yeah. They didn't know it, so they, they currently have the uh, navy blue with the red yoke. But I, from memory, I think they originally had red and blue stripes. Uh, South Melbourne, which became Sydney, has now has a white jumper with a, a red yoke. But uh, they originally had a white Guernsey with a red sash. And the oldest uh, available footage of uh, Australian rules football known is the 1909 VFL Grand Final. And if you have a look at the... At pl- the MC... Well, at the... Uh, was, I believe it was at the MCG. Yeah. And if, but if you have a look at the players running out, such was the state of non-professionalism was that uh, in some players the sash runs one way and in others it runs the other way. So <laughs> Do they have a lace-up? Was it a lace-up? Yes, up? they yeah. did. And um, there's a great example of a Carlton lace-up at, at the Prince's Park at the Carlton Museum too. Lace-ups became really popular in South Australia in the 50s and mm-hmm. right through until the 70s. Uh, and that spilled over into Victoria as well in the 70s until in the 80s. What's a, the book called? The book's called... Very imaginatively, uh, the footy jumper book. That's a very good idea. Is it out now? It is. It's just come out before Christmas and it's selling beautifully. And oh, great. Um, it's available through sportingnation.com.au. And we've had so many people contact us since it's come out with other footy jumper stories that we're thinking about a volume two now. Wow. And just before I go, just so I can go home and tell the absolute truth, who has the rights to wear prison bars? Uh, legally or morally? <laughs> Morally, I would say Port Adelaide for sure. Uh, Look, Andrew, thank you so much for coming by. We do appreciate it. And um, I hope that you'll join us again with some story because it's great to expand and flesh out some of the stories that you've written and and look also forward to updates, as we were saying, that will be on the health site and other sites as well because... That's right. When those four-legged rats come out, we'll know. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Mate, thank you very much and and the best uh, for 23. Look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. Great. Thanks, John. Andrew Gagash, who's a journalist and many other things as well. And get a hold of that footy jumper book available from sportingnation.com.au. This is me, John Deek, saying thank you for joining us on our Your Life Choices website. Uh, Make sure you do check out some of the stories and a whole lot more. And until next time, be well, be happy and good luck.